0: Good afternoon and
2: welcome into this May the 4th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. May the 4th be with you, brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Punick, Frizzolini, and Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us on this completely normal Thursday here, but it's also the May the 4th, as I just mentioned. Star Wars Day. And then tomorrow, I didn't realize this was like a big thing until Nick said it about 10 minutes ago to Rob. Revenge of the Fifth. Yeah, it's Revenge of the Fifth. I didn't know See, that was a thing. I think we had
3: this argument last year where I said it should be Revenge of the Sixth, not the Fifth, because the Fifth is also Cinco de Mayo.
2: Yeah, but if you do Revenge of the Sixth... Tomorrow's Cinco de Mayo. Thanks for reminding me. You're welcome.
4: It is. Taco Friday. Um, <laughs> Margarita Friday. Yes. It's Whatever everything. you want to do. Okay, but... Today is Star Wars Day. Tomorrow is Revenge of the Fifth as well. I think the reason why you do it on, on the day after is because like revenge of the fifth, like tomorrow is the revenge day. If you did it two days later, then it's like well what was the fifth doing? Or in this case the Cinco same. de Mayo.
2: <laughs> so they took a break in between?
3: Yeah. Apparently. They had to plan the revenge.
2: Yeah. That actually makes sense. The last week we shall have our revenge. Yeah. They had to have tacos before they could have the revenge. Yeah. Yeah, They had the scheme over tacos and margaritas
3: while the other side celebrating over tacos and margaritas and independence for Mexico. I don't even
4: know anymore. But what I do know is today's Star Wars Day. It is. And that's cool. I like Star Wars Day. I like Star Wars.
3: It is. (laughs) If you were a Jedi, what color would be your uh, lightsaber?
2: Thank you for the laugh, John. John Allerton, our cameraman. He texted it. Saturday, May the sixth is Naked Gardening Day. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to Good see us I'm on in Naked Cincinnati. Gardening Day.
4: <laughs> if you celebrate, please consider your surroundings. Um, but my my lightsaber color, I think I'd I'd want green. I think green. it always looks blue green. for me. Blue is so like generic, Shh. like they give it to every Jedi. But green supposedly means you have like more wisdom like luke skywalker has green yoda has green Qui-Gon jinn has green but then like obi-wan and anakin have blue but what about purple only mace windu has purple that's true the only yeah. reason he has purple is because uh samuel l jackson wanted to be able to see himself in the big battle so he told george
3: lucas that he wanted a purple lightsaber
2: interesting did not know that man
3: giving you some nerdy facts today see uh, my favorite color is red, so I'd want a red. But then I'd have to be then a you'd Sith. Be evil, Lord. Yeah. exactly.
2: <laughs> we all know Colin is evil. Like, Colin's evil. Though. I don't want that. You could have me.
3: orange. Yeah. I, I was thinking orange would be cool too. Maybe like a gold, something that yeah, it's right. only yellow. In, yeah. So there we go. That's right. our Star Wars talk for today. Or yeah. white is cool too. That would be pretty cool. Or you have the dark. Side I don't know, I think you Or you go.
2: You could go orange and maroon.
3: So he went blue, and we like said Spencer's that's too basic. What, what if you go like a light blue, like a scion Yeah, cyan, cyan, cyan I, cyan, I cyan, I don't know. Sky blue, like Well, in the new or in
4: the uh, Star Wars games that came out, like the Jedi Fallen Order and the Jedi uh, Survivor that just okay. came out, which I've been playing. Um, you can,
2: you know, customize
4: your lightsaber color. So you have like nine of them or something Ooh. you can choose from. And they have like a lighter. Can't blur. you have
2: two lightsabers? Yeah, like, you can. Like Colin could have a black and orange one. But you going only have, have gray one and color because. One. I, like I could idea. have a gray and maroon one.
4: No, you can only have one color.
2: Unless, Unless you, you stole could have somebody two. else's Look, lightsaber. we can have two. Just, no, you just can't. Because of how they're
4: made. The cyber crystal or kyber crystal. <laughs> Has to be one color, man.
2: All right, let's get into unless some one. EPAC yeah, baseball action from last night. As uh, on TV 10, Martinsburg felt a clear spring out of Maryland. And again, apologies, our internet here, for we have like multiple internet connections for different, obviously different avenues of where we go out. And for some reason, our streaming just decided to stop working mid-game. And uh, thanks to the owner, the mogul, Mike Cornby, he came in and fixed it this morning. As we are now back on Facebook, as you the people that are watching on Facebook can clearly see. Uh, but you miss the end to, you know, unfortunately Martinsburg gets the loss four to one, that home run in the top of the or, yeah top of the seventh inning. Uh, but Christian Alter, who started one game and that was at East Hardy. And unfortunately that was not a great game for him. He came out and he had a heck of a ball game and talking to coach Byler before the game, he said, this was kind of a tune up for the back end of the the rotation guys, you know, like Rubenthal, Alter, uh, just to name a couple of guys. But Christian Alter goes the distance, giving up eight hits, four runs, with none earned while striking out four, and he was pitching to contact all night last night. I think that was probably, that you know, he's a young guy, so that gives you a promise for not only the playoffs, but next season. Yeah, he's only a sophomore, and I thought Alter pitched
4: really well, Uh, and just in general, you know, talking to him after the game, he seemed to have a good uh, feel for what his pitches were doing to the opponent, and... Um, really seemed to understand, you know, what he was trying to do out there. And, you know, he. I think he needed that start because, you know, to get an opportunity against a really good team, obviously Martinsburg is going to need him uh, probably more in a bullpen role, but you never know you could use him in a start if you have to. And, um, you know, to have that start against a really good team and get that confidence on a cold night, two i think you know there's a lot of good things there for christian alter that he can build on for the remainder of this season and moving forward for martinsburg so you know very good performance obviously there were some defensive mistakes behind him that kind of prevented martinsburg from getting the win last night but uh you know other than that he was really good so and shout out to christian alter and uh we'll see you know, what role he will have because unfortunately there was some negatives last night. Mike Lupus goes down with a shoulder injury. It's believed to just be a sprain, so hopefully he can come back, but you know, you don't know which shoulder and how long he will be out. So if he's out, I mean Alter's gonna they're gonna need him maybe even yeah, the start. Yeah,
3: that's the exact yeah. point that I was about to bring up is when Lupus went and steal second, slid into the base and unfortunately, uh, it looked like injured himself and as you just brought up Nick uh, right now it's just speculated to be only a uh, sprain but even then does it cause him to have to miss any of the sectional tournament or not I mean that's a huge question so the fact that you were able to see a sophomore and alter up on the mound uh, be able to perform pretty well even though we gave up four runs all four were I believe unearned yes. run so it was a great start for him against a very tough clear spring team a team that yes might be single a in the state of maryland but they are the best team in that single a category in maryland with two very good pitchers we got to see one of those two pitchers last night pitch against martin and only
2: and two losses on the year
3: i believe he's also committed to old dominion no I th- no
2: the, that was the guy in one. the center field is okay. committed to do you okay so their second guy is a junior he's not committed he's not committed anywhere yet
3: but he's most likely going to be definitely could be a D1 guy from what we saw last night thank you for correcting me there but yeah I mean they got two of those great pitchers got to see one of them and unfortunately for Martinsburg it was a loss but it was a game they competed in had the lead but defensively mistakes happen which hopefully they can work on come sectionals
4: yeah and obviously you know hoping the best for Mike Lupus moving forward. And it's really unfortunate for Martinsburg because they just got Jameer Brown back. So. Yeah, he
2: started a rehab start yesterday during JV, and he was dressed for varsity. Didn't think he was going to play, unfortunately, after that first inning. It was in the bottom of the first inning after uh, Lupus hit that single that he was trying to get into, a, you know, trying to get to advance to second on the double. He got tagged out, and as he was tagged out, he jammed that shoulder in. Jameer Hunter wasn't expecting to play two games Jameer yesterday. Brown. Jameer Brown, excuse me, sorry. I've been screwing that up lately. I don't know why. Jameer Brown wasn't expecting to play two games yesterday, but he had to play two games.
4: Yeah. But, I mean, the good thing is you got him some at-pats against varsity competition before sectionals because he was there starting first baseman, you know, at the beginning of the year. And the injury to him obviously forced Lupus to kind of move from third to first. A lot of the times, or even Owen Rupenthal. But the thing was, last night they really couldn't put Rupenthal in because he was DHing for. Murphy and if you take him out from DH then you have to replace two guys in the lineup so uh you know that would certainly, you know, cause some issues. So you know, Martinsburg did what it had to do. Jameer came in, played well. Um, but you know, you certainly hope that Mike Lupus can return because I mean, a fully healthy Martinsburg team, especially with how they've been playing and how well he's played this season, you don't want to see him miss out on his
3: senior playoffs.
2: Yeah, you definitely don't.
3: Yeah, especially with the way seating goes, uh, and we heard it from uh, Coach Byler, it would be Boober either Game One or Lupus Game One, and then the other Game Two. So now it throws a potential wrench into your rotation when you have to go on the road against Musselman, and then if you win that game, which they want to and expect to, play most likely Hedgesville. So it is a tough situation that Martinsburg has been put in if this injury causes Lupus to miss time. Because not only is he one of your top two pitchers, he's arguably been the best player on your offensive side too. I mean, four home runs, one of the leaders in the RBI category as well, I believe for the bulldogs uh he's the leader of the, of the team yeah he's, he's just the general lot for his
4: team yeah mm-hmm. i mean they they rely on him to be a leader lead by example more so than necessarily a vocal leader uh but um you know not having him in the lineup certainly hurts martinsburg so we hope mike's out there i mean we talked about it a lot now at this point but uh, certainly a big injury here right before sectionals, so we'll have to keep an eye on it.
2: We will have to keep an eye on it. You know, looking at some other scores yesterday, talk about pitching. Uh, we'll talk about that later on in this conversation, but Hedgesville gets the double-edder sweep. They beat Spring Mills 21 to nothing. Um, it was both teams tied going into the bottom of the second inning, but then it was a fury of runs. Seven in the third, second, five in the third, and nine in the fourth for Hedgesville. As uh, Tanner Matthew only has to go five innings, three hits, no runs, one walk, five strikeouts on just 61 pitches. Um, you know, it's a pretty spread out day, but Brett Pedersen went two for three with four RBIs. French had, uh, had a two for three day with three RBIs. Connor Quinn, three for three with four RBIs. And Jackson Ruest two for three with two RBIs. And at the top of the lineup, Braylon Connor one for three with two RBIs. A couple other guys had RBIs, but I mean they rolled in that game and then they played Mercersburg Academy in the nightcap. Uh they had to come back from a three nothing de- or excuse me, four nothing deficit. They ended up winning five to four on a walk off error, I believe, as uh Connor or, excuse me, Chris French. Who scored? Let me see. Tanner Matthews scored, but it was a Chris French bunt and an error that he reached on. Braylon Connor pitched in that game. He pitched the whole game, a seven innings, eight hits, four runs, four earned one walk and nine strikeouts. I mean, that's it's hard to tell who has the deepest pitching staff, but I mean between Musselman and between Hedgesville, those are very deep pitching staffs.
4: Well, I think what separates Hedgesville is they have the, they have the best lineup one through nine in the section, in the region. Uh when you look at their numbers and just how productive those guys have been, I mean, this is a team that can put up runs. And you saw that last night with the 21 that they scored on spring mills, uh, even in the loss they had earlier this week, 21 to 11. So, I mean, they still put up 11 runs in five innings while they're pitching and their defense kind of let them down. Uh, they can score and they can score with pretty much anybody. So that's why maybe you see Hedgesville getting the respect that they got as the, number one team in the section is maybe the view is that they have the most complete team in the section and one of the more complete teams in the region um so when hedgesville's on especially when they're pitchers you know especially that big three between the water matthew and the uh, rest if those guys are throwing a gem usually their offense picks them up as well so uh the eagles are a dangerous team i think they're a team that you, you don't want to see and it makes sense in some ways why they have gotten that two spot in the region and the one seed in the section even if the numbers maybe argue against that in terms of win losses but I mean that at this point I was just kind of making the argument for Hedgesville there and that's why you see uh, that because they can score and they can score a lot and they did that you know yesterday against Spring Mills who's obviously having a down year
2: yeah what is happening in Spring Mills you pitch Bromwell unfortunately he can only go one and two thirds innings three hits seven runs but none were earned Two walks and a strike hits. Montgomery comes in, gives up four hits, five runs, four earned. Everhart comes in, six hits, six runs. They're all earned. Engel has to come in for a third of an inning, gives up three runs on two hits. And then Compton comes in and finishes up in four innings and strikes out the one guy that he faced. But, I mean, it just seems like everything is, unfortunately, going the wrong way for Spring Mills right now.
4: They were competitive with Jefferson, uh,
2: you know, just two nights ago. But
4: um, – like I said, I think Hedgesville has a little bit more firepower offensively than Jefferson does, so you know, that's the equation as well. Got
3: and it was also a different forecast in the day. I mean, right. we, we know when Spring was trying to mount its comeback against Jefferson was during the and down rain, which is the same point in time where Jefferson slipped up against Martinsburg to cause the loss for the Cougars, but they were able to hold on to the lead. Against the Cardinals, even with the weather, it still doesn't make sense how you compete with them, though. Weather aside, and go out and now have a twenty-one nothing loss to Hedgesville that may or may not foreshadow what we see next week in round one of the sectionals when these two teams go up against each other.
2: Yeah, I mean at that point, it's you just gotta... a lot
3: of confidence that it seems like is not there for spring mills and we talked or i talked with coach barrett about it unfortunately nobody got to hear it because that was the pre-game show where the recorder died but <laughs> the, the plate appearances just offensively are basically non-existent they don't approach and have that aggression that he wants to see from his team at all i mean up until that comeback they only had two hits against jefferson the entire game and then they were able to get the seven. How many did they have last night? I know I I don't think I'm logged in right now to Game Changers. So that's why I was going to see if you could pull it up. But it's just to prove my point that they lack the aggression needed to be a competitive team offensively for some reason.
4: Yeah, I mean, it did seem three like hits, three hits and in five innings. It did seem like in the game against Jefferson that they weren't really I guess very aggressive at the plate, or very I guess into the game at times. Uh, once they started to get a little bit of momentum, you saw the dugout come alive, uh, and you saw more uh, emotion at the plate. But a lot of times, if they struck out, it was just kind of strike out. We jog back to the dugout. Next guy strikes out, jogs back to the dugout. Like no like frustration about striking out. I don't know. I mean, I, I, some of that's on the coaching though. I think in some ways you know you gotta get the best out of your players yeah. and, and even though they've only had a four win season you know this is a restart this is a chance to uh pick up on your season so it goes both ways mm-hmm. so we'll see where this team goes from here but they've certainly you know struggled and they're a young team and i think yeah. that has a lot to do with it too you know they're young they're trying to grow um but if they want to be competitive
2: in the pack it's going to take
4: you know a little bit more maybe commitment to the program yeah
2: uh, let's move on. Jefferson, unfortunately, falls to Highland out of Virginia 4-2. to Kelly, unfortunately, took the loss. He gave up four runs. Only one was earned. Duncan came in for an inning and didn't allow a thing. Uh, the bats just weren't there for the Cougars last night, and uh, that's a rarity, I feel like, coming these last few weeks. It's actually becoming more of a trend, it seems like, because Jefferson struggled against Martinsburg to put
4: up runs. They struggled against Spring Mills to really put them away, and then they... Struggled this game against Thailand, so you know in the previous weeks, yeah, I, would I meant say, up yeah.
2: until this week, it was a rarity. Which yeah, they, they, gives they you some concerns. Yeah, because I don't
4: think the the number one team in the state that they were ranked by uh, Metro News heading into the week, they haven't looked like that to me this week. And uh, you know, maybe it's because these games don't mean a whole lot after the Martinsburg one. Also, the weather's been really bad and it's been cold. But I mean. You, you expect more from this Jefferson team, and I, I'm not saying that they need to go out there and win every game, but it's been kind of a, a slow week, and, and that's how baseball goes. I mean, you yeah. go through ups and downs, so maybe for them this will be a bad week this week offensively, and the next week they'll explode when it really matters. But uh, I don't really have concerns that they're getting out of the section. I think that's almost locked up. But Unless Colin Reed comes
2: back and pitches a perfect game.
4: Yeah, but I mean to ask him to come back and pitch a perfect game to save considering
2: Washington considering he's only unfortunately pitched that one right. inning that we saw a couple of yeah. weeks back. He I hasn't been on the mound since. I don't since. see that happening. Yeah. Unfortunately,
4: Speaking, you know, I'd love to see Colin back out there, yeah. but I just don't see it happening.
2: Speaking of Washington, they fell to a tough competition out of Virginia 5-9 last night. Unfortunately, Dunbar takes the loss as he went 6 innings in the or excuse me, 5 innings in the contest. They're now 11 and 16. Um Tonight, we'll have the matchup Musselman and Washington, uh, the final EPAC game of the season. And it'll be an interesting one because, obviously, it doesn't mean much to the grand scheme of things, but it probably does to those two teams facing each other in the EPAC.
3: Yeah, it's still an EPAC game, even though it's, for the most part, meaningless when it goes to the standings. You You want your last game to be a statement game, no matter if you're Musselman or Washington, to give you some confidence heading into sectional play next week. right? You want to go out and the regular season with a win, get a boost before you have to rest up and get ready for the sectional. So I expect these two teams to not hold anything back and truly go out there and want to win, because even though it's meaningless, you still have the bragging rights there because these two teams know each other. They play with each other over the summer. They will be... Teammates, when it comes to post 14 here in a few months, and even off the field, when it comes to seeing each other at other sporting events, they're talking with one another. So, this game, yes, it's meaningless when it comes to the standings, but it still should be a very competitive game tonight.
4: Well, I wouldn't say it's completely meaningless. I mean, while your seating is already chosen, I think you need that momentum heading into sectionals and regionals. So, if you just go out there and don't really take this one seriously, uh, it it doesn't help you moving forward. So I think both these teams are going to treat it like it's, you know, a sectional game, which it is – or a regional game, I should say, which it is. And, I mean, you need this win. I think both these teams have kind of struggled recently. I think Mussman's had some ups and downs. A big win tonight over a quality opponent like Washington is going to help them, I think. And for Washington, they're still looking for – uh a sectional win over somebody other or i'm sorry an epac win over somebody other than martinsburg i don't believe they have one yet so i mean they need that as well so i think there's a lot on the line here tonight and more so from a mental standpoint than a uh moving up in the standing standpoint but i think you need a win for both these teams
2: yeah, two other games tonight. Jefferson travels to Smithburg, Smithburg in Maryland, and Hedgesville hosts Frankfurt for senior night. That'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Kemp Parsons Ford, and Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one. First, we'll be back after this two-minute break, and we'll talk some sectional softball action. So there were some good ones last night. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. Welcome back into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us here. Let's talk some sectional softball action. Uh, it also is senior night for Musselman. Thanks, Trip, for letting us know. So I, I just I didn't know that they were, usually don't see that against conference opponents. Right? I feel yeah. like we don't see I mean, senior night against conference opponents.
4: Depends on the school. Some schools will try to make their senior night against a team that you feel like you're going to beat. Um, but sometimes you just do the traditional last, last regular season home game senior night. So
2: that makes sense. Just kind of depends on the team. All right, let's talk about some sectional softball action as the playoffs are continued last night for softball in Section One. Number one Hedgesville beat number three Musselman seven to six. That was a great game last night, following on Game Changer, as it was definitely a back and forth affair. And uh, the Hedgesville Lady Eagles they got redemption from last week.
4: Yeah, I mean, it was Musselman's senior night against Hedgesville for uh, softball when they got that big win the other uh, last week. But, um, yeah, I think Hedgesville, we look at their team and they do appear to be one of the better teams in the area, Um, but their pitching and defense has kind of held them back at times. Last night their offense picked them up enough to get them that win. Uh, Kelsey Van Dyne had a good day at the plate, I believe, so – Uh, that helped out and you know they're a talented team um they have a lot of girls that can hit the ball out of the park um and that makes them you know definitely a dangerous team moving forward the thing is i don't know if they can compete with a jefferson team because jefferson has that better pitching but i think they took one game from last year in the regional so you never know what could happen uh but and jefferson still has to get past washington of course but uh they got that big win last night so that helped but um, definitely, you know, an interesting section, and I still think if Musselman gets back, they'll give Hedgesville another good matchup in the uh, sectional championship.
2: Yeah, looking at the other game in the section, it was a 15 to three win for Spring Mills over Martinsburg, and Martinsburg headed into the bottom of the first inning was up two to nothing. I checked Game Changer, and I was like, oh, wow, that could be an upset tonight. Uh, But then Spring Mills scores 11 in the bottom of the first inning and ultimately takes it in. It's got to go four and a half innings, though, before the run rule kicked in. Um, But uh, they get the win there, and Martinsburg is eliminated. And then tonight will be an elimination game as Number 2 Musselman hosts Number 3 Spring Mills uh, for the right to take on Hedgesville in the sectional championship tomorrow.
3: Yeah, and that one should be a another competitive game. I mean, it was tied at three apiece for a good bit of that game uh, a few days ago when these two teams met. It was just a uh, collapse by Spring Mills to allow Musselman to I believe score ten in one inning and get to thirteen uh, to three in the I think it was um, potentially even the seventh inning, and then. Um, five runs were crossed for Spring Mills to make it a 13-8 to final, but that's where their rally stops. So these two teams are uh, fighting for their lives. It should be a great game, and both teams want a shot at Hedgesville because both teams still have beat Hedgesville, even though Hedgesville now has the winner's bracket advantage of the only way to beat them for the section championship is beating them twice in a row.
4: Right, and that will be tough, I think, for whichever team ends up winning between Spring Mills and Musselman. Um, which like you said, Colin, you know, it was a pretty good game the other night. They've played uh two good games in the regular season, which they split, so you know, it could go either way. Um, definitely an intriguing game.
2: Yeah, I, mean, I would tend to agree that you have any other point there?
4: I was just gonna, you know, add on and, and just say that, you know, if Hedgesville having that advantage, it certainly helps when you have Two games to win one, so.
2: Yeah, that's that's the advantage. Now you got two games to win one. Uh, we'll move into section two, as uh, number one Jefferson beat number two Washington two to one. Another classic game between those two schools. Washington will host number three Hampshire tonight in an elimination game for the right to face Jefferson again tomorrow in the sectional championship game. Three to two, by the way. I three, think three to you two. Said two to one. Three to two, uh, but uh, that was another good game between those two schools.
4: Yeah, all the runs scored in that fifth inning. Three runs for Jefferson, two for Washington. Other than that, though, I mean, this was a pitcher's duel. Jefferson only had three hits. Washington had six hits. So, you know, to have the better offensive outing overall, it's a little bit disappointing for Washington, I'm sure, to not come away with a win. But Becca Munslow threw a gem, 14 strikeouts, six hits, two runs, one earned. Uh, Ruffner also, you know, she's been great as well. This season, six innings, three hits, three runs, one earned, six strikeouts. But you know, Washington definitely left some runners on and you know had some some tough at bats there, go, going down fourteen times. To the I think strikeout. the most
3: frustrating thing, if you're Washington, is that each game you've lost by right. one yeah. run yeah. each time. It's all been I thought the very one game was eight game. to six. But I, I thought it was wrong. seven six. That's oh, well, you might be right, but. Still, it's been very close competitive games that you're right there to finally knock off Jefferson, and they haven't done so yet. You still can't count them out. Nine it, to six, actually. Nine to six? Okay, wow. So one run in the first time, one run last time, three runs, so five in total. You're still able to. You just haven't done so yet. I expect them to beat oh, Hamster tonight, Lord. get a shot at doing so, and I know last year they were able to take one of the final two against Jefferson so it's still not out of the realm of possibilities but Jefferson right now seems like it's the team to get the job done so expect them to
4: yeah I mean that's the thing like Jefferson has been the team that always seems to rise to the occasion and find a way to win so even if they were to drop one to Washington I don't think Washington's going to take two from them Um, especially having to play an extra game against Hampshire to get to that point so
2: well, just remember, uh, I think that really helps
4: Jefferson. They'll have the rest and already the advantage.
2: Yeah, you, as you said, Nick, two to win one. So t- if Washington gets a victory tonight, and then they beat Jefferson tomorrow, they got to come back out and beat them on Saturday. Yeah. So I mean, that goes for up in Section One as well. If if uh, you know, say Musselman wins tonight, they they go on and then they beat Hedgesville tomorrow, like we saw last week. Hedgesville would still have the opportunity to win on Saturday to go to the regionals. So, I mean, it's two to win one.
4: That's five games in five days as well. So, you know, that's the thing, especially in uh, Section 2, where it's pretty much a two-team race, unfortunately, for Hampshire. They haven't really had a competitive team recently with these two. But, um, you know, you do have to play that extra game because of how the playoffs are set up. So, you know, Washington has to use its pitching one more day and and have to go out there and try to beat – a fresh Jefferson team who probably will take it light today, I imagine, but still have you know a good prep day and clean up some things to get ready for a huge outing against uh, Washington.
2: Yep. Well, we, we should have the broadcast for regionals when those come around, not next week, but the week after in softball. Next week we'll have sectionals and baseball have yet to finish our schedule, but we obviously want to go to the most competitive game, uh, at least to start things out. And uh, we'll kind of figure it out from there, and, uh, and you know we'll figure out what the comp competitiveness is once we get there. Uh, but uh, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store—not just a supply and store any longer. You can buy your Traeger grills at Orsini's online at Orsini's.com or at three hundred and sixty Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. We'll have a we'll take a quick break, and on the other side of this break we'll talk NBA playoffs.
0: Drive you crazy. Dad, come over. The first gets done. <laughs> the Traeger Connected Experience. Everything you need for epic flavor, and then some.
1: Shop now and save at Orsini's today. You can play, work, and explore without joint pain. Whether it's a strain, sprain, or fracture, WVU Medicine Orthopedics and Sports Medicine can help you live without joint pain. Our expert team of surgeons offer the exceptional care you expect for the injuries you don't. Specializing in joint replacement, sports and traumatic injuries, hip and knee disorders, foot and ankle surgery, hand and wrist surgery, and shoulder reconstruction. Call 304-725-BONE today to learn how you can live without joint pain.
0: Nats fans, the party is just getting started at Nats Park as the 2023 season is underway. Base it down the line, extra bases into the corner. Bring your Natitude and cheer on Joey, CJ, Josiah, and all your favorite Nats players this spring. See you later! While you enjoy a beautiful day at the ballpark with cold drinks, great food, and unbelievable giveaways. Visit Nats.com slash tickets and join the fun. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10.
2: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 for your Thursday, May the Fourth. Be with you. Also with
3: you. What
2: the? What are lightsaber colors again? I
3: don't know. You said mine's black and orange. Yeah, what's yours, mine? Maroon and gray. Didn't do
2: that, Nick. What's yours? Green. You don't have two colors. No, I'm a one color guy. So I'll just go orange
3: instead of red. Orange.
2: No, you're orange and black. I'm no, gray. Well, we and can't maroon. be two colors. you said so. Nick can't be two colors. We could. It doesn't two work colors. that way. Shh. We're we making our own color. rules. We're making our own
4: rules. Well. Tell that to George Lucas. <laughs> he doesn't own Star Wars, so I guess
2: you would that whatever to Disney. Yeah, we can do whatever we want. All right, Kennedy. one game in the NBA playoffs last night, and that was Colin Celtics. They showed out last night, a 121-87 victory over, what, the Embiidless 76ers? No, he was or, playing. He was playing. Wow. Mm-hmm, yeah. What about Marcus Smart? Did he play?
3: Yep. Wow. Both played. And it's finally uh, the Celtics that I remember watching during the regular season – where they play defense able to hold uh the 76ers who were already having a rough shooting night but able to make them shoot only 39 percent from the floor 20 percent from uh beyond the arc going six to 30 and even though tatum struggled offensively only having seven points in 19 minutes uh guys like brown stepped up with 25 white smart had 15 each and then brogdon with a 23 point day this is the celtics team that you expected to see in the playoffs and you haven't seen it yet so it's about time if you're a celtics fan and it ties the series up this series i I think will go back and forth in probably seven games anyway but this is a statement win for boston that makes you remember you can't count these guys out and they're the favorites for a reason to win the championship
4: yeah i think uh for the 76ers this is a little bit disappointing because you got in bead back after winning game one, which you kind of stole on the road, which is always important if you want the series to go seven games is for the underseated team, uh, to steal a game on the road. You get in bead back, you hold Jason Tatum to seven points and you still get absolutely destroyed. 121 to 87. I mean, that's just not the outing you want at all. But like we said, the Celtics are the better overall team. I don't know if they're one twenty one 121-87 better every single night, but team's definitely capable of that kind of performance and for whatever reason they haven't been playing up to their top level so far or recently in the playoffs. Um but I think for the seventy sixers, you know, they can definitely still be happy that they took one game, which is, you know, crucial if they want to try to win the series, but uh, losing this way, with the way you you know, saw Tatum struggle, and you got Embiid back, you'd expect Philly to at least be in the game. But to get absolutely demolished was not expected at all. So
3: what surprised me was was Embiid truly a hundred percent going into this game?
4: Probably. Not. One the the answer is not. probably
3: not, right? So why not? If you're Philly, use him as a dummy, right? They're going to block, guard him as best as they can, and remember that he's on the floor. But use him as a dummy to try to create more space for Harden, who in the win has 45 points going 17 of 30. You want to know how many shots he put up last night? I think it was like Not 19 even half, or something. 14 shots. Okay. He put up. I thought up. he
4: had shot more than that for some reason.
3: A guy that went out scored 45 well, it was two points. two 14. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> so it didn't but, really work out too well you gotta trust him after the game he had right and yeah but if he puts
4: up 14 he's only made two of them i mean he's got to try to contribute in other ways and he really couldn't get his teammates involved either so it was just a bad night for philly i don't know maybe they didn't sleep well the night before ate some bad i'm okay with that who knows
3: (laughs) (laughs) ate some bad pizza pizza?
4: yeah
2: the jordan story Oh, uh, yeah, from the – what was the – The documentary. The docu-series. Uh, the Lakers-Warriors, the only game tonight that's 9 p.m. on ESPN. Golden State favored by seven in this one. How do you guys see this going with L.A. already leading the series one nothing? You think that uh, – I think Golden State ties yeah, it Warriors up Warriors at
4: game. home, I mean, I think they, they tie it up at one. But, you know, the, the thing is, is the Lakers have the size advantage. And AD can probably do whatever he wants throughout this series, so – If you continue to see that dominant Anthony Davis, the Lakers can win this series. Even if Golden State has the better team, you know, on paper, they have Curry, who's still playing at a very high level. Like I said uh, the other day, I feel like LeBron's kind of starting to take a step back, even though for 39 or 38, whatever he is now at this point, you know, he still plays at an extremely high level. He's not quite the player he once was. uh, But that's not that much of a jump off. Uh, when you go from the best player in the league to maybe the sixth or seventh best player in the league, you know you're still really good. So, uh, but I think Golden State ties this up. I think that one's going seven as well, and I think it will. Be yeah, I think
3: series. the NBA will do everything they're capable of to make sure both of these series go seven games. Let's be honest;
4: these yeah. are arguably the two most intriguing series until you get to the finals, because the conference finals, if they go as planned, will be either New York and Boston or you know, Miami and Boston, which is a little bit more intriguing yeah. than the Knicks in Boston, I think, just because of Jimmy Butler. But on the other but side... But when it comes to
3: market, yeah. you, you want the Knicks back.
4: But either way, NBA. like, Celtics 76ers is the star power. Yes, no,
3: I, I completely it's agree. It's the better I, I'm series. I'm just trying to make the statement, if you're the NBA, you probably want the Knicks more because also playoff basketball at MSG, that, yeah. that's a whole lot more money and, and than And that's Miami.
4: still intriguing. I mean, it's the conference finals, yeah. but, like, Denver... Lakers or Denver Warriors is not nearly as big as no, Warriors-Lakers. No, I, I agree. So, I mean, the, these two series feel like the conference finals even though they're the semi-finals. Yeah. We'll see if Phoenix can make things interesting and get us a Durant-LeBron
3: conference finals, which the NBA wants. Oh. Or no, Durant- 100%
2: Curry. the Or Durant-Curry. I mean,
3: it, it's a win-win situation if right. Phoenix is in either way for the NBA.
4: But not looking great and Tim Donahue's not there to save them.
2: <laughs> All right, that will do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. Brought to you in part by Hagerstown Ford. How about this? Uh, at Hagerstown Ford on uh, Saturday, May thirteenth, from eleven to one, Tyson Bagent will have a draft. Uh, will have a party to celebrate uh, his time from Shepard and into the NFL. You will have a chance to uh, get autographs and a chance to win a truck. Go there on May thirteenth. Uh, we'll be back after this two minute break. Yeah.
1: Chevrolet. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click one it, and it shows up at your front door. At Hancock Chevrolet, it is that easy. We've changed the car buying 91 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a new or used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hancock Chevrolet will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it. No questions asked. Why waste your time in a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I (laughs) assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Cumberland to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price and no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hancock Chevrolet absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HancockChevy.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want, and your new ride will be delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details.
0: Now's the time to talk with John's Pool Supplies about opening your pool. Or maybe it's time for a new above-ground or in-ground pool. John's Pool Supplies, 237 Eagle School Road, has over 30 years of experience and a large selection of products, services, and supplies for your pool or hot tub. From custom liner installation and pool inspection to free water testing, call John's Pool Supplies at 304-267-2000. johnspoolsupplies.com. Now, back to the sports mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. ...in for C.J. Abrams. The set, the pitch. Swing and a line drive, base hit, left center field, and the Nationals take the lead. Abrams does it again. Second night in a row, a seventh inning go-ahead single. Nationals lead it 2 to one Thomas crosses the plate, Abrams delivers the RBI hit, and the Nationals are in front for the first time tonight.
2: Nationals take a two to one lead on that RBI single by TJ Abrams, and that was all they needed because I mean, CJ Abrams. Yeah, CJ Abrams. What'd you call him? CJ Abrams. I thought, I thought he said, said TJ, yeah. No, I said CJ Abrams. Okay. And uh, that was all they needed as they get the two to one victory. They've at least secured a sweep in, or excuse me, a split in the series. Uh, but they're going for the win. in about uh, ten minutes, eleven minutes, we'll have it on the sh- on Talk Radio WRNR following the show. Uh, but uh, the Nationals kind of on a little run here. They, you know, they only took one from the Pirates over the weekend. Uh, but prior to that, last week they, you know, they won that series against the uh, the Mets. So they, you know, they're they're looking up right now. Yeah, They're having a good stretch in the season. How about that?
4: They've been competitive, uh,
2: which is positive a lot more than for Washington. A you think would happen. You know, and you
4: never know what could happen this season. And as long as you're getting good production out of your young guys that are going to be a part of this team in the future and the long term, I think that's good, whether that be Abrams or the pitching and Gore and uh, Josiah Gray, you know, whatever the case may be, the guys that, you have invested in and have hope for will be a part of the long term if they are producing you're confident with the nationals moving forward even if this season's disappointing so i think that's really the
3: key for washington i mean they're five and five in their last 10 so you can be happy about that uh jake irvin we talked about he got to make his yeah debut. jake irvin
2: the hagerstown son
3: yep um, a few years back uh, yeah all right Outing four and one third inning, so only giving up two hits, uh, one earned run, four walks is what you don't like to see, and three strikeouts. You'd like that to probably be doubled to say it was a quality start. Doesn't get the win, but the bullpen from there, able to that's shut out, yeah, able that's... to shut out the uh, Cubs. So a team that, yes, has some offensive power at times. You can hold them to one run and one to two, one ball game. Which is something you probably won't see a lot of is low scoring ball games that end up in wins for the Nets. Yeah, so. I
2: think that's the story of this one. The bullpen they combined to toss four and two thirds innings of 4 it shutout relief with five strikeouts and just giving up one walk. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how things go today with Patrick Corbin on the mound. We said he's got three quality starts in a row, looking for a fourth. Although he's one and fourth a five point seven four ERA facing Jameson. Uh, Talion, 0 and two with a four You're point Talion? Talion, Italian. Sorry, oh and He's two with known. a four point five He's ERA. Not that old.
4: He's only like thirty.
2: Okay, but the Nationals, uh, they are now twelve and eighteen on the season. If they win another six, they could go. Well, they'd have to lose another thirteen. They're... they could go nineteen and thirty one still, and then uh. Have that flash, and then all of a sudden we're like, "What are the Nationals? Who knows?"
3: Probably not. You don't. i holding a, out hope. You're holding out hope that team. your team's gonna be 19. The last hope, and it then is Star they Wars pull it. Yeah, new hope.
4: New hope. Last hope. I was close.
3: Same last same Jedi. My, all right. How did the
4: Orioles do last night? They lost. They did lose. It is what it is. Six nothing to the Royals. Uh, I mean, you can't win every game, but as long as they still win the series, you know that's that's the important thing. Keep winning the series, uh, especially against these teams that you're better than you know, Granky was pitching last night. I I know he's not the same guy he once was, but still a a quality pitcher today. It's going to be, uh, the former Oriole Jordan Lyles, who was their innings eater last year. Um, but he has struggled in Kansas city. And I kind of questioned why they go for Kyle Gibson over Lyles, but it looks like it's going to work out so far. And, uh, Grayson Rodriguez, who always is exciting to watch pitch. So we'll see if the Orioles can take this one from the Royals and, uh, get right back in the win column
3: yeah I said yesterday that I wanted to see a sweep against Kansas City but you still settle for a series win so hopefully Rodriguez has a solid start and the offense can wake up I was listening to the broadcast since our game ended early yesterday got the catch part of the O's game yesterday on the way home and just seemed like I guess they were being uh, too overly aggressive at the plate uh, chasing pitches that they probably shouldn't be chasing and Uh, swinging and instead of waiting to be ahead in the count, which is what they did to find success in the 11-7 win in game one. So if they go back to that mindset and not be as aggressive as they were yesterday at the plate, I think you see the offense return and hopefully they get the win.
2: Kind of some storylines around baseball. See the Padres? They were down in Mexico City slaying homers?
3: Yeah, that was a huge game what it was a 16 to 11 game yeah, i
2: believe that was a couple days ago but i mean there's they might be getting things back together there in padre land padre land yeah you know, they've not had a great start to the season slam diego yeah they haven't had the best start to the season they're 17 and 15 they could be uh going on a run here soon We'll see. All right, That will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. We'll have EPAC baseball tonight, senior night for the Musselman-Appleman as they host the Washington Patriots. 6.40 is the airtime. 7 p.m. is first pitch. Colin and Dylan will have the call. Dylan makes his baseball color commentary debut i will have that for you on Talk Radio, WRNR TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube, and then following us here right after this in about 15, 20 seconds, we will have Washington Nationals baseball for the final game of the series against the Chicago Cubs, not pubs, Cubs, with uh, Patrick Corbin on the bump for Colin. Nick, I'm Spencer saying so long. We'll talk to you tonight and then tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone.